If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. You're listening to Green Dreamer, and I'm your host, Kamea Shane. If you're new here, and especially if you've just embarked on your sustainability journey, I really recommend starting from some of our earlier content, because oftentimes in later episodes, we pick up on and dive deeper into things that we initially introduced in earlier ones. And if you want my guidance in getting started, you can sign up to our Embark newsletter to get our most popular episodes across a wide range of topics recommended to you. You can find that at greendreamer.com slash embark. This is a primarily listener-powered show, and we are calling in more listener support in reciprocity for what we put out so that we can meet our Patreon goal and continue this independent media platform. So if you haven't yet, we would love for you to join our Patreon starting at a tip of $2, like one cup of tea, at patreon.com slash green dreamer. And if you've already supported us and share the show with loved ones who you think would also enjoy it, we appreciate you so, so much. Thank you. Why I work eight hours, 10 hours per day in the city, but not enough to feed one person. But when I come back to the land, I work only half an hour per day. I have enough food to feed six people. Today we have with us here John Jandai. He goes by Joe. He is from Yasothorn Province, Thailand, and is foremost a farmer, secondly, a widely known earthen builder in Thailand. He also co-founded Poon Poon in July 2003 and is most interested in preserving their heritage in seeds. Joe, thank you so much for being here. We're honored to have you. Hello. Hi. So I would love to start off by having you share about your background, how you grew up, and what it was that led you to question your city life in Bangkok, chasing the dreams that society tells us to chase. My background is I grew up in a village quite far away from the city. And at that time, people don't use money much. People just rely on themselves mostly. Even you have money, but you have nothing to buy. That's, that's when I was a kid. But when I grew up, about when I was maybe 
10 years or 11 years, that's the first time we have TV came to the village. So before that, we don't think about poor. We don't know what the meaning. We don't use the word poor in my village. We use the word suffering. So when you don't have thing to eat, when you don't have a good family, they call you suffer. We never use the, food, the word poor. But TV is the first thing that, that teach us to use the word poor. Before that, we don't think about poor. We have food, we have everything, whatever we need. If we want anything, we just go and get it from the forest, from the river, from everywhere. But when TV came, they said, you are poor because you don't have money. So to solve this problem, we have to work to make money. And then after that, people start to work harder and harder. And I feel bad after that. Before that, I don't feel bad. I feel so proud of myself because nine years old, I'm the person who finds food to feed the families. I was very happy at that time because I know everybody in the village and I know everything around. I know where to get things for the family. But when they said, you are poor, I think it's true because we don't have money. Most of people at that time feel bad too because they feel poor. They need to work harder and harder to make money. And at that time, the center of the country is Bangkok. If you want education, you need to go to Bangkok. If you want money, you need to go to Bangkok. If you want a job, you need to go to Bangkok. So I'm one of the people at that time who went to Bangkok. They said, if you're diligent enough, if you work hard enough, you will not be poor. So I believe that I will not be poor because I can work harder than normal people. I went to Bangkok for seven years, worked very hard, many hours per day. But I don't think I have, I make money because I work hard, but I get very little paid at that time, just enough for food and pay for rent to stay, the room to stay for seven years. And I, I have the thinking that what's the meaning of hard work? and then you will not be poor. When I work more than 10 hours per day, but I don't have enough to eat, I don't see my future when I will have enough money, when I can stop working like this. So, and that means the system is corrupt. It doesn't help me to have a better life, to work hard in the city. I think about to go back home after that. I feel like city life is not for human. So the first thing I did when I went back home is think about food. I need to have food. So I start to grow food. I have a small, I asked my mom to use a small plot of land, maybe one fourth of an acre. And then I start to grow more than 50 varieties of vegetable in a small area. And then I have enough food to feed six people in the family. 
I think about why I work eight hours, ten hours per day in the city, but not enough to feed one person. But when I come back to the land, I work only half an hours per day. I have enough food to feed six people. It changed my life a lot. Changed my thinking a lot. Life have to be easy, but we make life hard because we are not be with ourselves. We are not ourselves. We become the robot. We work for somebody else. We did not work for ourselves. If we work for ourselves, we will not hungry. We will not have a problem in our life. So that's that's the beginning. And then after that, I think about building a house. So I start to build urgent house in the first time in Thailand at that time. So. Urgent house. I spend two hours per day, and three months I got a house. So why do we need to spend thirty years to have a house when you can work only two hours per day and three months you have a good stable house? So that's changed my life more and more and more. So this is the the story that my life has changed so much so far. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely. Pushes us to question a lot of the dominant narratives that society tells us, and you said that places with the wisdom and practice of self-reliance really haven't been impacted that much from the global pandemic, even if these are communities that might be considered economically poor. Which led you to also redefine what it is that brings us a true sense of security. So. If monetary resources doesn't always translate to a sense of security for survival, then what is the role that money has to play, and why do you say that the money system is not stable? The role of the money is just a tools we use to exchange something. That's all the duty or the role of the money. But now we use money as a tool to take advantage of other people. So that's a problem because we use. Money in the wrong way, so we still need money. We use money. We did not refuse money, but we use money as a tools. Money is not security. Money is not everything. Money cannot buy everything, but it's just a tools like a knife. We use knife to cut something, but when we don't want to cut something, we just leave the knife there. Money is the same thing. We did not think money is everything, so. We did not save money. We don't have a lot of saving. We just have. We make money just enough to use in our daily life only. So what we save is natural resources. When we have money, we buy land, and then when we got land, we develop the soil. No burning, no chemical, and no moving leaves or branches away from our land. Just bring in, and then everything will be better and better. And then we save many varieties of plants, animal, or thing like that. That's our security. In under the soil, we have a lot of jam, root, and taros thing underground. Above the grounds, we have grass, we have vegetable, we have tree, we have fruit, we have everything. So. We save water underground. We have pond. We have everything. So whatever happened, we are okay in every situation. Even economics collapse today, we don't need to 
ask for help from anybody, but we can have for sharing. We can have food and natural resource to share with other people. So we think natural resources is more secure than money. It's more real because we use them in our daily life. But if we have money, we need to use those money to buy natural resources. So it's like a you go around the bush. You did not go straight. So you work harder to make money to get what you want. But if you work to get it directly, it's easier. So this is the way we think about money. So there's definitely a difference if one were economically poor, but with food sovereignty, with access to land and food and fresh water and shelter, of course, compared to somebody who is economically poor, but reliant on the globalized economic system. That is fundamentally what causes a lot of suffering is when people are economically poor, but don't have community-based self-reliance for themselves. I think the, the way we educate people is a problem. Because we, tr we try to teach people to be specialists. You can do only one thing. You learn for almost 20 years just to be one thing, to be able to do one thing, to be a teacher, to be a doctor, to be something. You need to learn so many years to do that. But we don't learn to do anything about ourselves, about self-reliance. So that makes people feel poor. Because when they cannot use their skill, they cannot help themselves at all. So that's the weakest point of the situation of the system in the world now. That's make people poor. Actually, everybody have ability to create their own food. They have ability to build their own house. They have ability to find everything they need. If they got trained, if they were educated in the right way, but the way that we were educated now is just train us to be a robot. So this is a big, the main problem. So we should not be poor if we know that we can grow food. If we should not be poor if we know how to build a house. Everybody have a chance to learn, have ability to do it. There's so many women came to our workshop. And then they change their life a lot because they think, oh, I'm a woman, I'm weak. I cannot build a house. Building a house is a man's job. So when they came to the workshop, they can build a house in five days. They feel like, a, wow, we were live for all our life that we cannot do something like this. And then many people just change their life because they feel like I can do anything because the biggest thing in my life is to build a house. So when I build a house, Myself, I can do anything. So this is the, the thing that we were trained to look down on ourselves. And then we have problem with the word poor. So if we have ability to help ourselves, if we have enough skill, we were trained in this way enough, we will not have the impact from the word poor. We will not think about poor. It's no poor, no rich. It's about what do we need? How can we enjoy our life more? So this, I think, is 
It's the problem is from education. I do very much agree that because our system leads to specialization, a lot of people end end up working jobs that are maybe nine to five, Monday to Friday, doing the exact same thing every single day. And I think that is very dehumanizing because as humans, we're meant to do a variety of things. We need to, you know, maybe play music and then do some art and then maybe help plant some things in the garden, build some things with our hands, and you know, we're we're humans and We gain enrichment through doing a diversity of activities, and not through、uh, slaving away doing the exact same thing nine to five, you know, five days a week. So it does feel like our system right now is very dehumanizing and is turning us into robots, like you said. And a lot of people who are struggling today don't necessarily have connections to family farms or countryside homes to return to to have access to land. So for people who don't have these foundational roots set up right now but are struggling, how can we ad- help address this short-term suffering that a lot of people are facing and work towards making sure that a lot of our currently economically poor people that are reliant on the global economy can build a sense of security for themselves. The main thing is not about coming to the land. Everybody can have a simple life, can have a sustainable life. The main thing is people have to do what they like to do. It's not possible to make everybody to become a farmer to come back to the land, because not everybody like to do farming. So when we love to be in the city, you love to work in the business. You do business. You like to be a teacher. Be a teacher. You can be anything that you like. Do what you like is the main thing. But the most important thing to make our life easy is how can we follow our consciousness more than our feeling. Mainly, the problem in the world now is come from we follow our feeling so much, but we did not follow our consciousness or mindfulness. Most of when I look at myself when I was in the city, why my life is so hard? Why I never have enough money? What I saw at that time is most of my expense, more than sixty percent, I pay for my feeling. I like this, I buy it. I like this, I buy it. I like this, I buy it. But I never buy what is important for me. I buy a lot of. Cassette tape at that time. I bought a lot of clothes at that time, but I never buy organic food to eat. So this is the the main thing that the most important thing in our life is our health. But we did not pay for our health much. We eat a lot of garbage in our life. We eat pop soda. We eat、uh, snack. We eat so many things that very bad for ourselves. But we never buy organic food. Easily, we think it's too expensive, 
So that means we spend so much thing for our feeling, but feeling is not something stable. It's move all the time, moving all the time. So we work hard and we spend money for to feed our feeling. Today I feel like I love this kind of car. I have to be in debt to buy this car, and then not many years, this car is out of debt. A new car came out. Oh, my feeling like another car. I need to buy another car. So I just we just follow our feeling like this. It never ends. So the most important thing is when we train ourselves to come back to follow our mindfulness. Whenever I will buy anything, I will ask myself: Is I buy it because I need it or because I like it? If I like it, I will not buy it. If I need it, I will buy it. So to practice like this, people can have a simple life anywhere. They can have a good life anywhere because we have less expense and we will have a better health, better lifestyle. We have whenever we not follow our feeling too much, we will have less problem in our life. And in the same time, city people do what they love, and then they need to connect with farmer who do organic farming. A lot of farmer groups in many places now, they start to do, they love farming. They want to do organic food. They want to produce a lot of good food to people, but many people don't want to buy from them because they think it's too expensive. But if you help them, reconnect with them, and buy from them. They can send to us directly. Like now in Thailand, there are many farmer group who do organic farming. They send their produce to consumer in the city directly. So it make the price of organic food drop very low now, because they don't need to pass the middle person. So this is the way we reconnect. You don't need to do farming if you don't like to do farming. You have to do what you love. And connect with farmer who like to do farming. This is the way we reconnect ourselves because our life now we were disconnected completely from everything around us. So some people in the middle can take advantage of us. We need to reconnect again. We need to create a new communities again. This is the way I think it will help. I can see it work very good in Thailand right now in this way. Well, a lot of what we just discussed today really challenges the messages and norms and aspirations that the dominant culture tries to instill within us. And it would be amazing if our friends and families and neighbors all understood these concepts, so that we can collectively work towards building healthier communities that we want for ourselves. But we live in social systems where we are influenced by societal expectations, by expectations from. Our families, our parents, and the desires of other people around us. And this is personal to me, but my parents are very traditional in terms of really valuing things that the dominant culture tells them to value. But these are things that I personally question. So things like seeing wealth, fame, and uh, status as success. And I'm currently liberating myself and freeing myself from these societal values from. 
doing a lot of unlearning and learning from people like you, but I'm still bound by the same judgments of family members who I love, so whose opinions influence me as a source of emotional trap. And I know I'm not alone in feeling this way. Maybe some of our listeners can relate too, but how do we go about building this future that we want for ourselves and building community when most people around us are still chasing the same materialistic aspirations and see that what we're wanting to to do is going backwards. This is one thing I feel like it's not conflict in our in our daily life now with the family, parents maybe don't agree in the beginning, but when we start it, they start to change. When they see it, they start to understand it. The problem is many people want to change other people. Many people want to change their families to think like them. But they haven't started anything yet. So that's the problem because they cannot understand us. Like in Thailand, we have many people who have the same problem because they want to come back to the land. They want to do farming. They want to grow some of their own food. But their family said, why you waste your time to do something like that? You do business, you make more money than that. So their family cannot understand it. So, but they want to change their thinking of their parents to think like them. So this is the big mistake because it's impossible to do that because their parents have their own way of thinking. So the solution that happened in Thailand now is don't talk much with family. Just come back and do it. When you do it, you grow a lot of food with small amount of time. And the family said, wow, where did you get this vegetable? Where did you get this fish? Oh, I just got it from my garden. Where did you do the garden? Oh, I work in the garden only one hour per day. So this is a chain. So when the family have food from their own garden, they decrease their expense immediately. So that means you have more income without working more. So when families see this thing, they start to understand it. But we still can do what we like to do. So I think it's a, the same problem everywhere in the world. In Thailand, it's a big problem for new generation who get tired of the city life and they want to find this new way of living. They want to come back to grow their own food to learn how to build their house and their parents cannot understand them. This is the, the biggest problem in Thailand also. But when they start to do it, when they start to show to their parents that they can do it, their parents accept them later. Sounds very relatable for a lot of us. So we will keep this in mind. And while a lot of people use technological innovation as a way to judge how civilized or advanced our society is and what our future should look like, you've questioned the idea that we are more civilized today, especially through looking at food and mechanization in agriculture. So why should we question what civilized means and what should we use to determine our societal progress, if not technological advancement? When I change my thinking, change my life completely, I see the world different way, so different. When people think about GDP is the indicator of the growth of each country, but what I see is GDP is the indicator of how much we use the natural resources. That means we're going down. GDP is the indicator of collapsing for me. 
Because GDP high, that means we use more natural resource faster than the natural resource can grow to replace it. And GDP high, it means people have to work harder. That means their family will broke down. They will have less happiness, have less freedom, have more sickness, and have more social problem if GDP high. Because people work so much and have no time for themselves, for family, for anything. So that's, that's, that's what I, I look different from normal people. But when I come back to this way, I feel like life is so different. I woke up in the morning. I don't need to hurry to go anywhere. Because when I want to cook, I want food. I just walk to my garden. I have vegetable there. I have a lot of rice that I store in my storage house. I have many fish in the pond. I just throw the net in the pond and I got fish. So I feel like food, there's no problem for me. I have no problem with food. I can have food anywhere, anytime in my area now. And then when I have family, my family can stay together, can enjoy living together more. I don't send my kid to the school because we do homeschooling. Because why we need to send his kid to school? Because it's so expensive, so much time, and the kid did not learn much. They will learn to be handicapped. Even they have a good body, but when you finish very high education, you cannot do much thing in your life. It's like handicap. So if they stay at home, they learn more. So when the kids stay at home, they learn more. And then we don't need to spend money for them. So I think it's easy for us in this way. And our kid have ability to do many things. He can build his house when he's nine years old. So it's easy. He have confidence in his life. And we learn so many things, how to make soap, shampoo, how to make sauce, make yogurt, make many things ourselves here. But we did not do everything ourselves. Totally, because we need to rely on other people too, because we need, we have to network with another group. Another group that grow soybean, they make soy sauce. We don't need to make soy sauce. We need to rely on them, help them. This self-reliance is mean, it doesn't mean we have to do everything ourselves. We need to rely on other people too. But self-reliance means we don't rely on the big system, but we rely on ourselves. So my daily life is just be in the garden, work with the networking, network with the group that we know, visit them and help them. We have a lot of choice force party here often. We, if we want to dig a swell, dig a pond, build a house, we just have a joy force party. In a few days, you can make a house together. And then you don't need to pay a lot of money. So we can make anything with less money. This is the way we, we live now. So we, we live now, we create a communities we call Pan Pan communities. We have 20 people live together. So we work in the farm together. We do our own building. We do our own soap, shampoo, and food, and everything. 
we do self-healing quite a lot. We do acupuncture, we do massage, we do herbal plant, we do many things. So we don't have a lot of money, but we don't feel insecure like a normal people. We feel more secure here. So our life, I think, we have more freedom than when we work in the city. If we want to go somewhere, we just go. We don't need to ask permission from anybody. If we want to get sick, just get sick. You don't need to ask permission before get sick like normal people in the city. You can stop working. You can do anything, anytime. I think this is the beauty of life. When you can do anything that you want to do. When you can enjoy anything you want to enjoy. Don't need to wait. Don't need to get permission from anybody. So this is the way we live now. Thank you so much. We're wrapping up here, but what cost to action do you have for our listeners? And how can we support the community and educational projects that you're working on now? We need to come back to think about ourselves more. Our health is number one on this earth. Our self is number one on this earth. So when people think about themselves more, think about healthy life, think about happiness, think about love, it will change everything in the world. But now, most of people never think about themselves. They think about money, think about job. They can eat whatever just to fill up their stomach and then they can go work. They don't care about they will get sick or not. They don't care about they will have time with their kids or not. Or not. They just focus on work. That's cause a lot of big problems everywhere in the world now. So to support the idea, to support a sustainable way of living, to support the ecosystem in the world, just come back to ourselves, love ourselves, take care of ourselves in the sustainable way, and the world will be good, and the society will be good, and our life will be good too. What is an uplifting social media account or publication you follow or a book that's been really profound for you? Uh, I stopped reading 30 years ago. I never read any books after that. So in the past, I love Marxist. I read a lot about Marxist. I love Zen book. I love a lot of those books. But after that, I stopped reading because I feel like Reading takes so much time from my life. When we read, when we read too much, we have less time to do things. We cannot understand anything from reading and listening. We can get the idea only, but we cannot understand it. We can understand things when we start to do it, when we're facing it, and when we experience it. That's the way we understand things. So I stopped reading.
so I don't have any book so far, and I did not listen to music much, not at all. No movie, no music, no books. So around me is everything. The bird, the sound of everything is music. The morning dew on top of the kale leaves is so beautiful, and that is the book. The garden, the garden is a book. The people who come to play with me is a book for me. So I just enjoy reading everything around me instead of books. So I pretty much cut myself off from most of the media so far. I do I do YouTube channel, but I never watch YouTube. <laughs> 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 well, we get to watch it from around the world, and it's really helped me personally. So I really want to thank you for putting that out into the world, so we can learn from your life experience and everything that you've learned. What do you tell yourself to stay motivated and inspired? I did not try anything because life is so much fun. When we get out of the normal world, you come back to the nature. Everything make me feel exciting all the time. Just to grow the vegetable, sow the seed in the bed. The next day, they sprout. A few days later, they start to sprout. It's so exciting to see them grow. And then, when we put compost on it, they grow back faster. And when we eat it, it's so good. The taste is so different from the food that they grow with chemical. Even it's the same variety but different taste. So this thing. Keep me exciting all the time, and then I did not think I have to try to do anything in my life now. Everything just fun and fun and fun and exciting to to do things more and more because life is so much fun. So I don't need to try to do anything to motivate myself in daily life. So every time when I heard that people. Commit suicide to kill themselves or something like that. I feel so sad. Life is so much fun. There's so many things to do. Why you have to hurry to die like that? It's so much fun. Just think different from the way you used to think. You will see the world differently. And what makes you most hopeful for our world right now? All the crisis in the world now, the pandemic, the ecosystem collapse, and many things. This is gonna make people come back to think about themselves more, think about the world more. Since this is hope, because now more and more people come back to the land more. I can see that so many people came to the training now, because they want to change their life. They want to look at the world in different way. They want to make their life more enjoy. They want to have a good food for themselves. That is the hope for me. When people love themselves, when people want to eat good food, when people want to be happy, that is hope for me. But when I can see people want to be rich, I want to be rich. I want to make more money. I want to get more stuff. That is hopeless. Well, Green Dreamer, if you want to learn more and stay updated on Joe's projects, you can go to his website www.punpunthailand.org. That's p-u-n-p-u-n-thailand.org, or find him on YouTube. His title is John Jandai. Life is easy. He is definitely my favorite YouTube elder, and I really recommend that you follow him. Um, and you can also find him on Instagram at John Jandai. 
What final words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers? Life is easy. Don't make it too complicated. You waste your time. Just enjoy it now. Make it simple. Make it easy and enjoy it. This episode was brought to you by our community and listener patrons. To support this independent media platform, you can head to Patreon.com/GreenDreamer. The song featured in this episode is "There Is Still Time" by Laura Palika. Our audio producer is Scott Donnell. Our production management intern is Spencer Carter, and I'm your host, Kamea Shane. We're deeply grateful to have you and for your support. And I will catch you soon in the next episode. 